right, we're a little bit late, but at least we're back. Uh, we're live, the Libertarian Moms here to talk a little bit about free-range parenting. You know, that thing we do where we just let our kids do whatever they want all over the neighborhood. That's right, free-range parenting is a topic for season two. I got happy on the trigger finger there. Season two, episode 11. <laughs> Um, so free range parenting is not something I knew, like, I don't think that I knew it had a name. I just knew that we, uh, are, when we were growing up, we were sent out of the house. We were told to play in the yard, come home when the lights, when the street lights came on. Right. Or if our friends went home and we were bored, we would go home too. Right. Um, somebody's parent would call them in to eat. And I guess the rest of us were done as well. And so it didn't occur to me that that was something that had to be, scripted, mapped out, or legalized in any way, <laughs> because that's just how it was. So things very different once we all became parents. So Casey, Jessica, and Melissa here with you guys tonight to talk a little bit about free range parenting, what it is and why we do it, and <laughs> what the um, possible negative consequences are for our children and how they'll probably grow up to be terrible people. Yes, we're talking about you, little terrible people. Goodbye. <laughs> She got her hair done today for her birthday. So, so she, she wants to be to on video. Everybody huh? her new hair. Yes. Oh. yes. So. That's fantastic. All right. So uh, Melissa, you brought us this resource that we're using. It's part of the show notes. It's out on the blog, parentingporcupines.com, out on the blog. Um, you brought us this resource, Let let Go and Let Grow. So tell us a little bit about how long you've been following this pack. And then um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, I've been trying to. So my default... Uh, status is nervous. I'm a high strung, tightly wound, nervous person. My per my brain goes to the absolute worst that could happen at any moment. So I'm making a very, very concerted, mindful effort to not pass that along to my children. <laughs> like I don't want them to be this tightly wound and nervous about everything. I want them to go play. But ugh, I hate it because I'm, I'm convinced they're going to get hit by a car. But that's just me. <laughs> so do you think <laughs> this, people text and drive and it makes me crazy? This let, but, <laughs> this let go and let grow. This idea, right? The, this blog that, we, that you share with us, this website you share with us. It's a movement of this uh, nonprofit that's trying to talk about how giving your kids freedom to make their own choices, to conduct their own play, to decide how they're gonna spend their time instead of you heavily orchestrating it and you heavily designing it, how it creates independence in them and decision-making capabilities. Like there's a whole lot of benefits to it. So if you're reading yeah. that and you're subscribing to that, is that your way of like trying to talk yourself off the ledge over like yes. stop worrying about them? Yes, because <laughs> they, they have articles about, you know, when my, and even talking to my grandmother, when my grandmother was six, she would walk halfway across town from her mom's house to her dad's house. Right. Like, no one cared. We're just going to let the six-year-old wander around East Hampton. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess that's fine. <laughs> but and you see everybody online freaking out because, oh, someone's going to snatch your kid. They're not. It's right. safer now. It's fine. Relax. <laughs> well, so Jessica, you were the one telling me that when you were a kid, your parents were living in different places and your dad would put you on the bus to go see your grandparents. Isn't that right? Mm -mm. That Are you not that one? 
Oh, Maybe somebody that was telling me that when they were a kid in the 80s, like their parents would put them on the bus and on the other yeah. side of the bus route, uh, their grandparent would pick them up. I'm not surprised by kids, that, though. I remember mm -hmm. kids flying by themselves, yeah. right? Like you put them on the plane. Uh -huh. And now yeah. like you can't go My through. My sister and I flew by ourselves. Yep. Okay, yeah. I mean, we did too. My older sister was in high school when we did it. But I mean, we flew across the country. We left California and flew to Virginia. Assuming yeah. that somebody was going to show up at Dulles Airport and pick our asses up. <laughs> there were no cell phones. You couldn't verify someone was there. Yeah. Right. You just I was in a, yeah, I was, I was 12 years old. Because I was in seventh grade. I was 12 years old. And and granted, like I said, my older sister is 15 was with me. But I mean, even still, we're 15 and 12. We got put on a plane and, and off we went. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think, Casey, I, I want to go back to what you said at the beginning of the episode. Um, starting out, you said that, you know, you didn't know that there was a name for it. And I don't think there was. And when I was looking for things to promote the episode, um, I found an article in Healthline.com. It was from 2016. And it it stated in the article that the the name free range parenting or that term actually was created in response to helicopter parenting. And so I guess with the rise of that in the early 2000s, that helicopter parenting, this was the, the term for the traditional parenting, I guess, what we experienced growing up. Um, so then it was given a name in response to that. And, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. And in response to idiotic laws. Well, hey, welcome to a libertarian podcast. Idiotic <laughs> laws. <laughs> about, you know, I, in some of my Facebook groups that are not specifically about free range parenting, but are just worldwide, at, like nerdy parents, Harry Potter parents, all that. People are like, oh, when can I leave my kid home alone? And and people are like, not until they're 18. What? <laughs> In Australia, you can't leave someone under 16 home alone for any amount of time. It's a law. I don't, but they're a, at 18, you can be alone for the first time ever and move out and have your own house. There you go, figure it out, I guess, now that you're You've an adult, never you been figure by yourself out how to be by now. yourself. And how yeah. to fend for yourself and what to do in an emergency, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. Thomas, this is awesome. So uh, Jessica <laughs> Mitchell says, our ancestors were more likely the ones that thought they had heard something horrible in the bushes. The ones that talked themselves into being nothing probably didn't make it. I don't know what that means. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. They got eaten. <laughs> and then I walked around West Palm Beach by myself at around eight or nine years old. So, yeah, I mean, when we were kids, I think we were just in general trusted to be safer. But this is the line I want to think about, because I also think that there's a, a side of the free range parenting that doesn't take into account that showing your kids that you care about them and you're concerned for their safety is one thing. But controlling everything they do is another so I would say, and this is not in any way to impugn the baby boomers that raised us in the 80s, um, but there was a sense that if mom and dad weren't around, it's because they just didn't care, right? <laughs> like, because they were just too busy doing what they needed to do. They were just too, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think, and maybe it was that they trusted us and they were trying to build us into responsible adults, but I'm not sure I buy that. And so now we're in a situation where we do trust the kid. We want to make that kid a responsible adult. And yet uh, maybe if we let that kid uh, make choices or uh, let them stay alone, we're being negligent. 
and in some cases, to your point, Melissa, about these shit laws, criminally negligent, right? Yeah, yeah. People get um, parents get their children taken away mm -hmm. by social services because yeah. I remember there was a mom that had to work. She had a four or five hours where her kid was out of school and she was still at work. The kid was like 10 or 11 and she sent him a block away to go play at the park. At the park, yeah. Not far from the house and, at and, all. And yeah, yeah. yeah. For, well, from her work because yeah. she was at work. And the cops picked the kid up because there was no adults and they arrested her Yeah, for letting her 10, 11 year old play at a park unsupervised. Yeah. Uh, okay. That seems excessive, but. I mean, the kid's not doing anything wrong. I think yeah, that's the that thing is like, is that the, the, the child, the 10 year old isn't spray painting the park. He's not bullying other kids. He's not throwing things or dealing drugs. Like why in the world would the police even have a right to interfere with that kid who's just yeah. hanging out at the park? He's got right to freedom just as much as an adult would, right? I think that's probably where it comes into me. It's like, I think uh, it's about, to me, it's about liberty. It's about that personal freedom and that sense that not only are you being trusted to make good decisions for yourself and the, for the people around you, but you have a right to that. That is your God-given right. And just because I'm your mom doesn't mean I get to take it away, right? Well, and I think that, you know, if, as a parent, you should make, the decision on a case-by-case -case basis. I want to start by saying that because every child is different. Every family situation is different. Not every family lives in a neighborhood. Not every family has children who are able to be self-reliant and aware of their surroundings and things like that. I have, I have two myself who are completely different. Um, one of them is allowed to roam the neighborhood at will. The other one is not because he is the one who will dart out in front of a car and get hit because our neighborhood is pretty busy. Um, but I think as a parent, it, it's, it doesn't have to be letting your child roam the neighborhood alone, right? Like that's a really good example because that is a lot of freedom that you're giving your child. Um, but it, it can be other ways too. And, and letting them explore and giving them that freedom within whatever limits you feel are necessary to ensure their safety. But the bottom line is that whatever that looks like, finding that 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 box that they can work within that you're comfortable with, it allows them to build that that self-confidence in themselves. Um, and I think it 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 creates an environment where they're challenged to think they're challenged to make decisions Pay and, attention to what's happening around well, you. Well, <laughs> and hopefully they make hopefully they make good decisions, right? And then when they don't, those are learning experiences. Um, and you know, I mean, kids are going to do stupid things because kids are kids. Uh, kids are going to get hurt. Um, but, but you know, I think giving them that that freedom to be able to. Well, can we talk about those two things, right? Number one is the fear that they're going to get hurt. So like to Melissa's point from earlier that she's worried about every potential possible bad outcome and your brain immediately goes to like, yes, I was, I walked inside for a minute and she got hit by a car or somebody yes. snatched her off the street or whatever. 
So, okay, so there's that piece. Like, I think we should unpack that. And then the other side of it is they're going to make choices and there are consequences for those choices. So how do we help them live with those consequences is the other piece of it, right? I mean, we got to hope that, so we have a couple of rules. If Holly's by herself, she's not allowed to shower. I can't let you get in the shower where you could slip, fall, cut yourself shaving, like any of these things that could be medical disasters could happen to you when you're at home alone. So at least for now at 12, 13, like I need for you to shower before I leave. And like, you need to be in a relatively controlled environment. Same thing with cooking. You can use the microwave, but you can't use the oven because we have a gas stove, right? These we kinds of things. The same so rules. So there's some basic like safety precautions that we've kind of built in place. And even though like the meanest mom in the neighborhood parent our uh, episode, it was very clear that I have like zero rules in my house. That's not true. <laughs> there are some safety rules. Yeah, that are safety rules. Um, so I think that there's that piece of, of giving them a chance to make decisions about what are they going to eat? When are they going to eat it? And how are they going to, you know what I mean? At, versus like the, and to, exactly to Jessica's point, Wandering around the neighborhood is a good example, but we always talk about safety in numbers. If Holly goes out there by herself, there's nobody keeping an eye out for her. But if she and her friend are there, there's somebody who can run and get help if something goes sideways. So that's another one of those like basic concepts where you think of even college age kids are wandering down the street by themselves. Like, I'll get, I'll take myself home, it'll be fine. Jumping in Ubers or what they think are Ubers with strangers, right? Because they don't. They're not safety in numbers. They're not being trained. I still to like can't get over buddy. the fact that people get into random cars with strangers that they meet and call via the internet. Because in the 90s model. with the internet, that was like rule number one. You don't, don't meet strangers on the internet. From yes. the internet. And They're now people crazy. do it all the time and it makes me crazy. But that's, that's, that's a generational <laughs> thing. We're all trusting that Uber has done their vetting. I guess, yeah. Uh, and I mean, yeah, we've been, true. I've been in an Uber. I must confess, Brian was with me. I wasn't alone in an Uber. But. I'm going to, after we're done, I'm going to tell you guys the Uber story with my mom. Remind me when we are, when we cut, I'll just, tell you. It's hilarious. It everything that was, you know, put in my head growing up is you don't meet strangers from the internet. Yeah. So it well, just, and so we so probably need a whole me. episode about that too, in terms of like what were the rules that we were taught and whether or not they are still applied. Because exactly to the point of every time we talk about this, it's like, how did my parents raise me versus how am I raising my kid? And how much is different now? So, like Melissa said, there the the numbers are down in terms of kids being kidnapped, in terms of violence against children. Like these numbers are down, but we have a perception that the world is so much more dangerous for our kids than it ever was before. How true is that perception? Is that even something that we should be changing our parenting style to match? I don't know, I'm not, I'm not convinced of that. But again, I'm like free for all mom, so who knows? <laughs> My mom was like, hey, did you watch that Parenting Porcupines episode I sent you? She goes, yeah. I was like, so you want to talk about it? She goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I was like, we'll be back on the air tonight. You should look at it. So, okay. So what does it do to children if we curb their freedom? What's the inevitable result if we, if we box them in, if we curb their freedom? Jessica, what do you think? Well, I think you teach them not to trust other people, first of all, right? And that impacts a lot of things. I mean, it, it impacts their ability down the road to work with other people collaboratively. 
Um, and I think that it really impairs their social skills. I mean, really, if you think about it, you, you know, you, you keep your children in this, in this bubble um, and, and they don't know how to, how to communicate, how to interact. Um, so I think developmentally it's, it is very, uh, it can be very detrimental. Yeah, I think so too. What do you think, Melissa? What are some of the negative impacts of curbing their freedom? And not just curbing their freedom, but making them think that every stranger is a threat. Mm -hmm. um, suicides, anxiety disorders, everything like that is super high with the millennials who tended to have more helicopter parents because they don't, they can't cope with anything. They're scared, they're nervous, they have anxiety. And it's just, it's not good for your mental health if you think every minute you're gonna be murdered or snatched or shot or whatever they think's gonna happen. But I think it's more than that, because I think it's that they believe that their parents are gonna do this for them. That they're gonna they're gonna navigate this for them. They're gonna introduce them to the right people. They're going to broker those relationships for them. They're gonna identify danger for them, and their parents are going to take care of them to that nth degree. That's my concern. Is like we've been wanting to we I, I never looked at it as like, and we've had this conversation before, but like Holly's mom. Like I, I don't think of myself as like, Woo, look at me go, I'm Holly's mom. As much as I'm like. There's a little person living in my house and it's my job to make her a functioning adult, right? And right. so to that end, from the time she's been a little kid, there's been levels of independence that she's had. And she was a toddler. She was in the other room playing and I was in the kitchen. I wasn't standing over watching all the time. Like there was enough distance between us that I could get to her if there was danger, but she had a sense of independence she always has. And so I think that's part of it too. And um, Jessica makes a good point. He says responsibility comes with freedom. If you give that freedom, right? And, and again, I hate to even say that because it's their right, right? But if that freedom is, um, it, they, they have a responsibility inside that freedom to make the right choices and do the right thing, keep themselves safe, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we've and I think if they, just, if they demonstrate, you know, we give them this freedom, we say, we're gonna give you the freedom to do this. And we do this a lot with Jackson. Um, as, as we've talked about plenty of times before, he's a very responsible kid. Um, so he does get a lot of freedom, probably a lot more freedom than a lot of kids his age, but that's Except probably because, Holly who just runs like a wild, like person. a feral she's like, child. She's, she's like Merida. She's Merida and brave. But I think <laughs> when you give them this freedom, right. And you, you, they understand that responsibility and they learn how to rise to that occasion, so to speak, then they demonstrate that they can handle that responsibility. You can give them more freedom and more responsibility and it like they grow, they, they have that growth, right? Um, whatever because that looks like what for your child. To be doing. You're yes. supposed to be getting them to the place where they can eventually detach from you, right? right? And they can't do that if you continue to hold them back 
and yeah. you make the decisions for them and you do stuff for them. I mean, gosh, I wish Alex was here because there was one episode we talked about Alex was making her very first appointment for herself because her mom had been doing it for her and she's like 33, 34 and we were all stunned by it, right? I mean, there's at some point like you what you what we're supposed to want is for them to detach. But I wonder if they're if that's not what every parent wants somewhere deep down that we don't want them to attack. We want them to I, stay close. I do have some people in my life, m mothers in my life who they really struggle with milestones um, and their kids growing up. And that's something that but there have been some times that I look at my kids and I'm like, Oh man, I would love I to have them. Boys. Like I would love to rock him to sleep and sing him lullabies and you know, like I used to. But oh, then, so but I, I get, I, I don't know. I get excited about those things because it means that they are growing up and they are growing into little boys and they are growing into young men. And when they do things well and they demonstrate responsibility and accountability in those moments, it's not like my, my baby, it's not a baby anymore. It's, oh my gosh, like what an amazing young man he's growing into. And yeah. I, I just don't, I guess I don't feel that, that sadness. Um, it's more excitement for me. And, and so I don't, but I do know people who really struggle with that. Um, so. <laughs> Detach. So child. So He's like, what are they saying, Mom? You're still doing all the talking. What do you think? What do you think, Melissa? I mean, is this is it are there parents because now I want to we're gonna here in a second get into the shaming piece, right? So let's talk about the parents who don't want to let go. Like, like we can be super judgy about this. There are people who are going to do all of these things for their kids. They're gonna make all these choices, whether they're dietary, whether they're school, whether they're college, it doesn't matter. There are parents who are gonna stay engaged for as long as they possibly can. So lay it on me, Melissa. What do you think about these people? What are they really trying to do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't in any way relate to that. <laughs> I miss my son is about to turn 11 and especially after playing with Perry for a couple days, um, who is Alex's son and he's almost two Yeah, and he's adorable and he, he is really cuddly is. He and really is. <laughs> I miss little boys. I yeah. It makes me cry. I miss my little boy, but I'm also very excited about having a relationship with my children when they're grownups. Because mm -hmm. like my mom is my best friend. I love mm -hmm. my mom. We hang out. Her mom is her best friend. So yeah. I'm like, I'm very excited for the adult relationship I get to have with my kids eventually. We'll watch the videos. Like I'll see a little bit. We just, my mom just posted one of those like Facebook memories of Holly when she's like, I don't know, she was maybe three or four and she loved to have the bows in her hair, but she didn't just want one. She wanted them all. So she had like a whole <laughs> crown of bows. It's a whole crown of every bow we owned. Like all of yeah. them had to go in her hair at the same time. 
And um, she was just really eccentric like that. She loved to wear the Mardi Gras beads. She loved to wear tutus. Like she was just very eccentric. She was very firm in her style. She had one glove. She looked like a little Madonna, a little Lady Gaga. And I, I definitely miss that. Like I do miss the like pick her up and just kiss all over her face and just hug her. And, um, and, and now she's 12 and almost 13. And she's like, mom, seriously, I'm like, come on. I get a hug every day. That is my God-given right as a mom. I get a hug every single day. You'll not deprive me of this. You yeah. can give it to me now or I will steal it from you later, but you will give it like I get one every day. So, I mean, I think that I definitely have that little bit of nostalgia, but she's such an incredible soul. Like her, she's so smart and so funny. And so like, we just have so much fun together. And like, as she's getting older and she's got all these opinions, her views and her opinions, all of her opinions, like she is just exceptional. And I just love that. I love getting to know her that way. Like, I mean, that's just been, I would say the COVID benefit has been that we've gotten to spend a lot more time together and how grateful I am for that. Because really life was kind of passing me by. And because of COVID and now homeschooling, I'm getting a lot more opportunity to be like right there with her. So the free range parenting to me is not about um, letting go of the reins or uh, giving up control in a way that... Um, You're not disengaged. <laughs> exactly. It's not about disengaging. It's not about not yeah. being interested. It's about saying the more independence Holly gets, the 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 better Holly is, mm -hmm. right? And I think and I'd rather my kids make idiotic mistakes when they're twelve and thirteen and fourteen, mm -hmm. when it does not affect the rest of their lives. Yep, like it could when they're eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah, I'd rather them make stupid dumb mistakes while we can still fix them and they're controllable, than the huge mistakes you can make when you go out into the world. <laughs> well, the stakes are so low right now, right? Like yeah. she's a middle schooler. There's not a whole lot at stake right now. We're not yeah, talking about class, drug convictions and, and, and human trafficking. And like, yeah. you, know saying, like you break your phone, you know, that right. that's what's going to happen. You're not going to, you know, wind up pregnant or getting someone pregnant. You're not right, going to, yeah, right, you're right, not right. going to overdose on drugs. You're not going to hit someone with your car. You're not, you know, it's not life-shattering things. If the stakes are low so and they're better. used to making choices and they're used to the consequences of those choices when the stakes are low, then you hope that by the time the stakes get higher, they have the capacity to make the yeah. right choices, right? Like that's the ability to think through it, the ability mm -hmm. to reason and and realize there assess. are consequences. To assess, yeah. like, what is going to happen here? What are the good things that are come from this? That are going to come from this? What are the bad things that could potentially come from this? And then, are those things worth it? You know, like the ability to really think through that and reason, right? Assess yep. and reason through situations, um, and it all does start when they're young. And if you don't give them the freedom to make those, um, it's a muscle, just like anything yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Well, we're not getting out of this without talking about the shaming. We got to talk about the shaming. I'm not There's shaming anybody because no, I've told no, no, y'all no. before. I'll tell you again. Mind your own motherhood. I don't like. I don't judge. I try not to judge. I try not to judge. Um, I have my opinion. I might judge you in my head, but I'm not going to say it out loud. <laughs> I, ha no, I have no, my opinions. No, no. <laughs> How people do their thing is their thing. I'm not like I'm not going to get into that. That that because that. 
I think we misunderstand Casey. Uh, well, it's probably it's probably my fault. What I mean by the shaming is how do you fight uh, and fight's the wrong word. How do you respond to parents who are not as permissive uh, to parents that are not creating this kind of environment that we're describing um, who want to make you feel bad for doing this because that you mean the mom at the playground who's the one that calls the your kids going yeah. um where are you going to do something about this yeah yeah <laughs> just talking to my children going where's your parent yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's so not doing it. She's on the slide. Why does she need a parent? It's fine. I want to talk about that because I think that right now we're in in an social media environment where people want to, they will videotape your kid with no parental supervision. Where's the mom? She's not anywhere around here. Look at this kid, blah, blah, blah. And now all of a sudden my kid's on Facebook and you had no right to put my kid on Facebook. Yeah. Well, yes, I did because you put him out in the public. Like, this is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of stuff people are worried. They're afraid. I have yeah. um, some of my friends, the reason that they don't let their, give their kids that kind of freedom we're talking about is because they're worried about being the shamed mom. They're worried about what other moms are gonna say to them and about them for having let their kids stay home by themselves or having let their kid do stuff by themselves. I have zero reservations about telling someone to mind their own damn business. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just gonna I'm just yep. gonna throw this out there. Um by and large, my kids are pretty awesome kids. They do a lot of things really well. Uh, they're good little people. And so I don't really put much stock in what other people think about how I parent my kids because I think I do a pretty good job. And you know what? Most people who know my kids think I do a pretty good job. So I, I, don't, I don't even care. I think you do a hell of a job, <laughs> Jessica. I clearly need lessons from Jessica. I don't have nearly enough rules in my house. You just need to be mean. You gotta be mean. I gotta be a whole lot meaner. We voted you meanest mom on the podcast the other day. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Melissa? Are there other moms throwing shade? And if so, what do you do? Um, no, I've only I've had other moms like ask my children where their supervision was, but my mm. kids don't even care. They're like over there, bye. They're like they'll just walk <laughs> away. They don't care. Um, yeah, You're like that we're was free my people. <laughs> We don't need supervision. <laughs> well, and I, I think I, that's my dad raised us. His, my dad's philosophy is basically, you know, fuck them. <laughs> it's not their life. It's not their. Who cares what anybody else thinks? Really, yeah. I like. I care what if you guys are like. Hey, you're doing this wrong. We disagree. Okay, we're friends. I trust you. I value yeah. your opinion. Some random dude on the street. I don't care what he says. I'm literally going to make a banner that says "fuck him." And anytime that <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my dad's advice summed up in one sentence. I think that's great advice. I, do uh, too. I, do I think too. you touched on something, Melissa, though, that I think is very, very important, and it's something that we've brought up in prior episodes, and that is the lack of community the lack of a village. Because when we were growing up, we spent a lot of time with our friends. I mean, I know I had a friend who I was at her house all the time. And if I got out of line, her parents would discipline me, right? My parents oh, expected that. From mom. Oh yeah. 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 And, and my parents would discipline her and her parents expected that. And I think that we've gotten mm -hmm. to a point where we have this lack of that village. And instead mm -hmm. of 
adults looking out for other kids, they're too busy looking for reasons to be upset with the parent because the parent's not doing what they think they should be doing. Look, or they're the afraid. Is, they're yeah. afraid to, to say anything to other people's kids. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll say something to anybody's kids. I don't yeah. care. If You're it's being deserved. A jerk, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. If yeah. it's deserved. Now, if you come at my kid acting like a turd, just yeah. if you well, want to act like yeah. a turd, if you yeah. had your a parent to my, my kids, kid, I'm going to say something to your kid. Yeah. Like it, it might not be good for you, but, but <laughs> in general, if my kid's doing something boneheaded, I expect the adult in the room to be the adult in the room and correct yep. them. Right. Yep. Like <laughs> it's, it's really elementary. I mean, <laughs> Is there one like of the comments on Facebook says, tell your kids to call people who ask where their parents are, Karen. She's over there, Karen. Thanks. Bye, Karen. Yes. Appreciate you. Bye, Karen. Kiss it, kids Karen. Roast the Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Shove it, Karen. Shove it, Karen. I've had, I've had other, it, other moms. I just remember, though, being a little kid and being embarrassed when somebody you didn't know, when an adult you didn't know called you down for one thing or the other. I mean, if... if if children um, feel a sense that they are being um, corrected by somebody, they'll that embarrassment will will that's part of the discipline, right? Like yeah. you're not going to go over to somebody else's house and act like an asshole because you won't want Mrs. Lacey to call you down. You won't want right. Mrs. Follett to call you down. Like you're going to go over there and act like a good kid because you don't want to be caught. And, and I mean, I remember being a kid and, and watching my friends talk to their parents and me just being sort of stunned by that. Like how I would never talk to my parents that way. And and if you came to my house and talked to my parents that way, they would put you in your place. Right. Like, yeah. so I'm interested in that piece of it too, because I wonder if kids, if we say things like I, I do not, support that advice, Melissa, that your kid should call that woman a Karen. In fact, I think what I should say is, thank you for your concern for our safety. Our mother is nearby, right? Like, in a way that says, very gently, mind your own damn business, but it's also not showing disrespect or mouthing off. Because I, I don't know that it's necessarily it coming from a place of wanting to shame you as much as wanting to be, is being concerned for their safety. Like, is there somebody here watching you? Because if there's not, I'll hang around a little bit longer until somebody does come, right? Like, I don't, I, I want to believe the best in people. I don't want to think that she's out there going like, um, everybody here needs a responsible adult as much as she's like, am I the one? Because if I'm the one, you guys are in trouble. Right? <laughs> <laughs> number one, well, I've been drinking and number two, I'm fixing to leave, right? So like, so. I have had other moms like at the, at the park and it always seems to me like they're surprised that I will step in but especially like little kids they're running the run and they fall like I'll pick them up scrape off you okay okay good and send them on their way and the mom's like oh thank you I was changing the diapers I'm like you're welcome like they're surprised that I took care of their kid I'm like it's a kid. community is missing what else am I gonna do they were crying yeah. it's okay <laughs> like yeah. or they needed help reaching the monkey bars. All right, I'll pick you up. People are like so afraid to touch other people. I say touch so, other people's children, but interact with other people's children because that's yeah. how you get the the creepy man followed me at the mall and was going to snatch little Jane. Yeah. <laughs> that's where those right. stories come from. I don't yeah. know what this woman was saying to my kid. She was probably evangelizing for you yeah. know Al Qaeda or something. Okay, um, so as we're wrapping up here, we're thirty five minutes. One more question. Um, I had I had a lot of input, um, unsolicited input around parents when Holly was when Holly was little. 
um, about putting her on a schedule and making sure that she followed a specific, like even at the daycare, wanted to know that she was being put down for a nap over the weekend, like to make things easier for them. I gotta tell you, I still run that kid until she just passes the fuck out. Like we we will get up and we will go until until you just can't take it anymore, right? Um, so I wanna know about that in terms of like, there other people have parenting styles that don't necessarily match our parenting style. So when that unsolicited advice shows up, what's the response? Especially just like, oh, let Melissa go first. I've got to respond. Especially when you think about like if it's somebody in your immediate family that's raising their kids in a different way than you. What do you think, Melissa? I give all my friends that are about to be parents for the first time advice. I've got, I've got three pieces of advice I give every new parent. Number one is... Make sure they poop before you put them in the bouncer. <laughs> I learned that through, but yes, you need to know that. So That's valuable. number one. Like so valuable. <laughs> That's why number, I was first. That's why, why I was number one. <laughs> number two, everything's a phase. The good, the bad, the ugly. It's going to change in about two weeks. You can get through it. Number three, and the most important piece of parenting advice, everyone's going to give you parenting advice. You smile, you nod, you say thank you for your input. Then you do whatever the fuck you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the parenting advice my mother and my grandmother gave me. Smile, I love it. you say thank you, and then you do whatever you whatever feel you is want. right for your family. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I think that's awesome. Yes. And I think you like you could write a book based on those three things. Yeah. <laughs> the bouncer. Oh man, that's ridiculous. What do you think, Jessica? If these people that are near and dear to you that you care about and you care about their opinion, but now they've got a, an opinion on how you're raising your boys. What do you think? How do you respond? At generally, I just don't respond. Um with with Caldwell, um, we've had some struggles with certain members of our family not understanding his challenges. Um, and they don't, they just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And the way that I was raised doesn't work for him. The way that I take care of Jackson, the way that I raised him doesn't work with Caldwell. So I try not to let it bother me too much. And, and those people have started coming around, you know, over time they've, they've come around to more of the reason why we do some of the things that we do. Right. And I think for me, I don't generally have a problem with people sharing their opinions. I'm probably not going to give a shit what they are. Um, However, if someone criticizes a decision that I've made or how I'm taking care of my child in front of my child, I will absolutely every time become hostile. Every time. Yes, that's, that's and right. I will stand my ground and my child will see me stand my ground because I absolutely will not have anybody question me in front of my kids like that. Now, mm -hmm. I think the only exception to that I think if a parent is doing something that is harmful, abusive, then I think we have a responsibility 
to step in and help that child. Mm-hmm. But as a mm-hmm. general rule, it, it's not your business. It's right. nobody's business. And it's not my business what people think about my business. So right. deuces. Live and let live. I mean, that's a big part of it, right? That's part of this yeah. free range parenting conversation is live and let live. And to the exact point that you made at the very beginning, Jessica, it's not right for everybody. Um, you know your kid and you know what the right boundaries are for that kid. And as long as you're building them, setting them, and, you know, I don't know, keeping consistent with them. <laughs> as I have clearly admitted I suck at um, then yeah like I, I think you're exactly right it becomes your business and not anybody else's business but we've all been in a in a condition where we have a sense that maybe we're making the wrong choice and when somebody questions that choice it just even it feeds that fire again and I would just encourage people who are watching who are listening to trust your instincts mm-hmm. when it comes to your kids because yes. you do know them better than anybody else and what Absolutely. does work for somebody else may not work for you and it's important that the relationship between you and your kid be the thing that is the most important thing that you preserve so all right hats off to your kids for popping in minds of the other room probably <laughs> playing video games um, we're going to go ahead and call it a night for tonight next week we'll come back we've got a couple of great new episodes coming up over the next few weeks don't leave us here. We did take a little bit of a break, but, but we're definitely coming back. We appreciate our live views. We're glad to see you. Bye, Jess. Bye, Melissa. Bye, guys. We're out. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>